Welcome to DC TV Classics, your home for the history of DC on TV. Yes, you're hearing that correctly. We're back! I'm one of your hosts, Keith Chow. Who else do I have with me this time? Brittany Monet. Brittany Monet, welcome back to DC TV Classics. Oh, it's been so long. I miss everyone. The last episode was the charity event. Yeah, that's right. Back in what, June? Yeah. Yeah, it was still summertime. But it's not just Brittany. Who else do we have on the line? It's Desiree Rodriguez. Desiree. Gotta say that like like the wrestling peoples do. That's not wrestling peoples, goodness. <laughs> Y'all miss me, right? <laughs> of course. Uh, unfortunately, Nick Lang couldn't join us tonight, but we will prom- promise one day we'll have the whole crew back together. But it's been a very long time since we graced your earbuds with uh, with our voices reminiscing about DC TV. So uh, where have you guys been? What, what took you guys so long? Work. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. Desiree's been spending time being a head honcho at a comic book company. Oh yeah, I got a, I got promoted at my at Lion Forge. I am officially the CPU coordinator now. What does that mean? Basically, it means like you know the Marvel character, the Watcher. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like that person. You shaved your head. Oh god, no! I have a basketball f- head. Like it would be so round if I shaved my head <laughs> and all my hair. With a um, giant collar. Yeah. Oh god. Uh, but yeah, I I basically um. I focus on continuity. I focus on and and continuity is just not what's happening like in the stories. It's also like how the characters look. There will be no like Damian Wayne skipping colors in our universe <laughs> as long as I'm around. Um, I work a lot with Gail Simone, um, who's the CPU story architect. So she's coming up with so many cool ideas about the universe and how to expand it and what to do with these characters. It's really really exciting. So yeah. That's really cool that you get to work hand in hand with Gail Simone, who we all know here on DC TV Classics as, you know, one of the legends of uh, classic DC characters. Yes. Birds yeah, of she Prey. Wrote, yeah, Wonder she wrote Woman. one of my favorite episodes of Justice League. She wrote Double Date. That's right, we, which we've talked yep. about many times on this podcast. It's such a good episode. <laughs> you know, we're going to we're gonna have to use your that. connections, Desiree, to get Gail on the show. <laughs> You know I'll that, have right? to ask her next time I see her. I might be seeing her in October. So. Oh, yeah, New York Comic Con will be coming up in October as well. Yeah, are you guys going? Um, no. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, may, I may skip Comic Con this year. Last, last time we, we were all together, and not for a special charity event, I believe we were talking about a little thing called the DC app. I think at the time we didn't even really know what it was. We knew that there was a app coming. We knew that Warner Brothers and DC had taken all of their shows off of other streaming networks. <laughs> Can't find like any animated DC movies on Netflix anymore. Of course, they announced Titans. Speaking of Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con happened in between. And they aired the, the very first Titans trailer, which <laughs> got a lot of attention. Uh, we don't curse on this podcast, so we can't really talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, they announced Swamp Thing will be happening. James Wan's producing Swamp Thing. Doom Patrol's happening. They showed a, an extended trailer for Young Justice Season 3. And now we know that the DC Universe app is, by the time you listen to this podcast, will have launched uh, on Batman Day, September 15th. First of all, why is September 15th Batman Day? Does anybody know that? I don't know. <laughs> I, wish I, I wish I knew. I do not. It's, it's basically like DC Comics is just through a dart or a battery, <laughs> as it were, 
at the calendar. It was like, that will be Batman Day. Uh, but they I officially launched the DC yeah. Universe app. And what's really cool about this app is that it's much more than just a streaming service. Of course, you get to watch all of these brand new shows that will be coming out. I think Titans still doesn't debut for another month. But you can watch what's great for our listeners, a lot of the classic stuff. So the old Burton, Tim Burton Batman movies are available. The old Christopher Reeve movies are available. The old John Wesley Ship Flash show is available. So stay tuned for some potential Flash commentaries on this <laughs> podcast. Yes. Uh, all the DC animated movies are available. And you can also you can also read comics on the DC Universe app. Is there any particular aspect of this app that you guys are excited about? I'm looking forward to have actually being able to watch the old Flash show because I've been wanting to watch it, but I didn't check to see if it was anywhere else, mm-hmm. which it probably wasn't. So I'm actually really, really looking forward to that because I love him. He's great on as being a Barry Allen's dad. And who else does he play? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Jay Jake. Garrick. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, so I'm like, I want to see him actually be Barry Allen. So. Yeah. yeah, no, it's cool. I'm- I'm super excited because they're supposed to have like all the old school like animated shows and movies, right? That's I think so. I think they've so far they've only announced. Uh, you know, I watched that eight hour Kevin Smith special that they had on YouTube. <laughs> it was very long, <laughs> and um, you know, so they would bring out different things and they talked about. It and, and the only things that they officially showed were the Burton movies, the Christopher Reeve movies, or the Richard Donner movies, um, and then all the animated movies like Year One and Doom and. Um, under the Red Hood. So they have yeah. all of that. Uh, I think eventually... No, you know what? You're right. They do have the cl- uh, the classic Super Friends cartoons as well. Oh, Super Friends. Gave us that great gif of Aquaman on those two little fish. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it's going to be super exciting to be able to see all like the animated movies. Um, I own most of them. Mm-hmm. I'm a nerd like that. Um, some of them I don't own that I would like to own. Um so it'll be nice to actually be able to watch those. I'm, I really, really hope that they include stuff like the Teen Titans cartoon, because mm-hmm. I love that show. But the box sets are impossible to find, mm-hmm. um, you know. But it's such a, it's just such a great piece of like, you know, their their library, um, along with like Justice League and Unlimited and Static Shock. Static Shock's another one that's really hard to find DVDs for. They never release. I think they might have released the box sets, um, but I can't, they're hard to find too. Yeah. So, and I would love to watch Static Shock again. Like, I love Static Shock. Um, you know, so I'm super excited for like all the old school animated stuff. Yeah. Like, because I know Batman the animated series is on Amazon, but I don't like Amazon's layout. Right. Um, so I'm picky. Uh, but and Superman the animated TV show, I would love for Superman the animated TV show. Um, to come back to to re- be able to w- rewatch that because I remember Lois in that was a badass. Um, oh, I'm sorry, we're not supposed to curse. It's okay. Uh, yeah, ba- I think ba- I think we're PG-13 in that. <laughs> There's certain certain uh, curse words that they say in the Titans trailer that we can't really. <laughs> oh, that made for a great meme though. Um, <laughs> so stuff like that, you know, because I I love animated shows like. You know, there's been a lot of talk and a lot of push to get Wonder Woman her own animated show because mm-hmm. Batman and Superman both have one, um, or both had one. Batman's had freaking yeah, a million, so many, <laughs> yeah. Um, and Superman's had a couple animated movies to his name, and Wonder Woman's only had one, right? 
So it would be really cool to see them use this platform and kind of push those things. Um, you know, because I would love to see more of, like, Wonder Woman's, like, mythology. Like, we don't... Batman had, like, five movies dedicated to, like, his family. <laughs> um, you know, Superman had a whole movie about Supergirl. Like, where's the stuff about Donna Troy and Cassie Sandsmark? Like, give me that stuff, you know? Or so, even, like, an Amazon's cartoon. Ah, oh, that would be so cool. With, like, Artemis and Hippolyta. Oh, you could even put in Nebula, um, her sister. Nubia, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nubia, thank you. Uh, no, um, I, I definitely there. There's there's so much potential with the DC Universe app, and particularly, you know, it was always my dream back in the day. See, I'm I'm an old head, so I remember when there used to be cable channels. <laughs> and it's funny, like with all of these separate streaming services, you know, you have the DC Universe app, you have the CBS All Access if you want to watch Star Trek, you have to get the Disney app if you want to watch the Marvel stuff going forward. You have to get, of course, Netflix and Hulu and Amazon. It's like. I wonder if someone would create a service where you get all these separate channels together in one bundle, and you pay like a flat fee every month. Um, like someone's going to reinvent cable TV again, you know? Uh, Just going to swing right back around. Yeah. You should do it, Keith. Make that money. <laughs> but I always thought like it would be great. There was so much DC content that you could have a DC Comics channel, where you would have, you know, as what they're basically doing with the app, where you have all the old shows, and then you would have new shows, and then you could have all the cartoons. Ultimately, what I want the app to be, and I think we've talked about this, is basically a repository for everything DC one day. And I think that's mm-hmm. probably the ultimate plan. You know, right now, Smallville is still on Hulu. As you said, the animated series are still on Amazon. I think once those licenses dry up, they're, they're not getting renewed. They're going straight to the DC app so you can watch everything in one place. Because that's ultimately the, that's the goal, right? Like, have all the movies, have all the shows, have all the cartoons in one place. And all the comics, yeah. apparently, right? Because you can even read all of the comics on, on the app. That would be awesome. Like, yes, that's just what I need in my life, another bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they already got me. I already, they already got my money. <laughs> when I was at Comic-Con, I showed them, like, oh, I got the app already, and they gave me a T-shirt. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, it was, you know, that's, speaking of Comic-Con, I, I, was, I was lucky to be at San Diego this year. And uh, not only that, I was lucky to be in Hall H for the Warner Brothers presentation. And I know this is the classics um, podcast, but, you know, now there's, there's no more DC Films podcast on the network, so I'm going to call an audible and talk a little bit about the DC movies that I saw previewed during Comic-Con. But they showed a little bit of footage from Wonder Woman 1984. They debuted the trailer for Shazam, which everyone has seen by now. And, of course, yes. they debuted footage from Aquaman, so the the future of the DC universe, on cinema at least, looks bright. Um, since we haven't talked for a long time, what what were your opinions of? I know no one saw the Wonder Woman footage. Uh, I don't think it leaked online, but from the Shazam footage and from the Aquaman footage, what's your take on the future of the DC movie universe, Brittany? Um, well, from the two that stuck out to me the most was Shazam. I really like that. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much, like, I think we've said it's on this podcast before, but it's just basically, like, big, but a superhero movie. Right. So, I'm excited for that, but I do think both films look really good. Um, Jason Momoa is lovely to look at. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, I mean, I think if they keep doing things in the vein of 
you know, Wonder Woman. And at least based on the trailers for both Shazam and Aquaman, I feel like they're moving in a more in a better direction hopefully i hope so mm-hmm. i want them to do good because like we know that dc has great characters that's why we're on this podcast right. like we know that dc has the ability to be great and you know i know there are people who really do love the current dceu as it is and that's fine i'm not trying to start any arguments or fights with anyone but for me i think they have so much room to improve and mm-hmm. get better and just be as great as they can be so i hope that's where they're heading i think it's almost a blessing that the next three movies are not batman or superman movies right because for the last 40 years all we've really gotten from dc are batman and superman movies like there was one terrible green lantern movie and one amazing wonder woman movie but literally everything else in the pantheon of dc movies for the last 40 years have been batman and superman yeah. yeah. Unless unless you count like their Vertigo movies, like there was Constantine, sure. um, there was Watchmen, or, and not yeah. Well, Watchmen was a DC technically right, right, DC right, movie. But... Um, and then there was one more Vertigo movie. Why is it ex- V for Vendetta? V for Vendetta. Yep, that's right. No, um, you're absolutely right. There were there there are more there were some ancillary uh, uh, DC properties that were turned into movies. Um, yeah, but those. I, but I I still agree with you though because like those are like they're so vertigo you know in their style and tone that a lot of people probably didn't even know until later that those were based on like comic books like i didn't know when i first watched view for vendetta i was like oh it's the wakowskis like they made the matrix right right um i didn't know it was was based on a comic book exactly yeah so you know it's definitely as far as like their actual superhero line has gone it has been majority batman and superman not even just their live action stuff but also their animated stuff. right and to your point you're making that point earlier when talking about the animated movies yeah, and it's like, okay, I liked aspects of Man of Steel. I'm, I'm a hold to that, um, you know, and, but Brittany, I still love you no matter what. You're my girl. Um, <laughs> she likes Batman you know, and that, Robin, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, but, I know. I was on a podcast talking about that, so. <laughs> I love that you stand for that movie, Brittany, because same. Um, you know, that scene where Jonathan, like, dies was is still so stupid to me. Yeah. Um, you know, but I don't. I don't have brand loyalties. Like I don't. I won't. Marvel's not perfect. DC's definitely not perfect. I like. I like Shazam. Like I liked the trailer for Shazam a lot. My roommate is a huge Shazam fan, which is really weird because his favorite comic book characters are like the Punisher and Venom, and then Shazam. <laughs> I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Um, so we were super excited for that movie. I really liked the tone. I was really surprised. Uh, Keith, who's the actor that the old the adult actor that plays Shazam? Zachary, Zachary Levi, Levi, formerly yes. Chuck. He looks just like that dude from The Quiet Place from The Office. Oh, so John I always Krasinski. Get yeah, John Krasinski <laughs> and Zachary always... Levi are basically like the same. You know, always get the... <laughs> tall white dude who was on a sitcom and became like they buff look... action guys. They look nothing alike, but okay. <laughs> I will admit, I've gotten um, them confused in the past. They're not like Charlie Hunnam, Garrett Hedlund bad where they look exactly like, but there's enough of a... Or like a Tom Hardy and Discount Tom Hardy. (laughs) Wait, who's Discount Tom Hardy? I don't know his name. I only know him He's in the uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Discount Tom Hardy? Is in the Homecoming? I think it's him, yeah. He looks like Tom Hardy. He plays uh, the first version of the Shocker in Spider-Man Homecoming. He looks so much like Tom Hardy to me. Doesn't he? (laughs) Okay. I didn't even know who that guy... I don't know who that guy... I thought he was some, like extra i didn't even realize he was 
in other movies. Yeah, he was in Prometheus. Oh, really? Well, there you go. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I've i liked where the DCU's head's been at, and I think their casting has been super strong. Like, Viola Davis as Amanda Waller was so good. Um, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, you know, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, um, you know, and Henry as Superman. Like, I just, I like the direction they're going in now. Like, they're differentiating a lot, and I like that. Um, I want mm. each movie to have its own tone and still yeah. feel like a part of a collective universe. So I like that Shazam feels different from Wonder Woman, and Wonder Woman was different from, like, Man of Steel and such. Um, right. You know, Aquaman, like, like my little bisexual heart was super happy because Amber Heard and Jason Momoa are both really hot, <laughs> and they both have great hair. Like, the wind will just flow through their hair, and it's just like, ugh, my heart. Um... But that trailer didn't grab me as no. much as Shazam. No. <laughs> I'm still going to watch it because he's he looks like he's shirtless for most of the film. Yeah. And I'm down for that. And Amber looks really, really good as a redhead. And I'm a sucker for a hot redhead. So <laughs> I'm definitely going to be in there. And yeah, and they're Wonder wet the entire movie. So there's that. Uh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep it PG. Keeping the podcast PG. Um. But you know, I think to be to be completely transparent, I think the Aquaman trailer is an acquired taste. I mean, I loved it, and I think part of it is that I was, I mean, I was smack dab in the middle of Hall H, and I under now I understand why people camp out for twenty four hours just to get in the room because you <laughs> you get you can get sucked up in the experience. Um, like it it literally felt like a Disney World ride, you know, like you sat down and all the lights went out and this giant screen opens up in front of you and it surrounds the entire building and the bass drops and <laughs> it's all booming and you see all of these like you know scenes from classic warner brothers movies fill the screen and having the celebrities come out on stage like it, it you totally get why people cheer and lose their minds at something like that and it kind of skews the reception of something because like you when you go into comic-con and you get this awesome reception from like the nerds and you think oh my god this is going to be great and then you show the same thing to like the general public and it's like oh they don't like it as much as nerds do (laughs) (laughs) which is like the scott pilgrim phenomenon like scott pilgrim killed at comic-con and then when they sent it out to like actual theaters people are like i don't care about that movie so i get it um that said i mean i think with the what, what i really appreciate about the aquaman trailer was that they were James Wan was not afraid to lean in to like the idea that we're just gonna go weird. <laughs> we're not gonna make it dark and gritty. We're not gonna make it realistic. We're not gonna be like Christopher Nolan explaining the physics behind, you know, riding a giant shark. <laughs> we're just gonna go for it. And I appreciated that. I thought that was cool. That's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. And you're I do I do like that aspect. Like Aquaman is kind of inherently like one of those stories where it's like you can be really silly or you can be really serious and I hope they go for like a happy medium. Yeah. Like there was there were yeah. some shots where I was like that looks freaking dope. Like that looks legit. And then but there was still like a sense of like whimsy to it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm and I'm I like James Wan's movies. Like Yeah. Well, it's so unlike anything he's ever done. I mean, you know, he's of course he's best known for his Conjuring movies and this like horror brand. Of course, he did one of the Fast and Furious movies. So, but like the colors and, like you said, the whimsy. Because there is a lot of like you know, Jason Momoa being snarky and 
<laughs> him and Amber Heard kind of play. And I love that Amber Heard dropped her terrible accent from Justice League. And it's just like talking like a regular person, which is great. We all, we all talk about Justice League. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you, you, and you mentioned it, and we can't avoid the giant elephant in the room, the, the news that broke as we started to record our podcast. And that's the exclusive report in The Hollywood Reporter that Henry Cavill is leaving the DCEU. Uh, talks broke down between Warner Brothers and Cavill's team. Uh, in terms of getting a, a cameo in the Shazam movie, because there was all these rumors that Superman may show up in Shazam. There's the rumor that just broke on the internet that he's potentially out as Superman. Uh, there may be some more news behind that. There may be a bigger story that we don't know, because if you follow Henry's agent or follow him on Instagram, they're not quite confirming that he's out as Superman. But when that first broke... Uh, that he's no longer going to be Superman. What was your initial reaction, Brittany? I was a little disappointed, even though, like, you guys know my feels about DCU. Um, I feel like he never really got to properly shine as Superman because I know how talented Henry is. Yes, he's obviously nice to look at, but he's also actually really talented. I just wish we could have really, at least for me, I wish I could have really seen him, like, shine as Superman Mm -hmm. and be someone who I root for. You know what I mean? I'm cool with, like, you know, protagonists where you don't want to root for them. Like, I don't, I typically don't, but I feel like with Superman, you're supposed to want to root for him. Right, right. You know, I didn't. So, maybe if he's not coming back, then that means we can get a man from Uncle too, because we all deserve <laughs> that greatness. Uh, you but, know you're not supposed to say man from Uncle around me, because I'm just going to dive into an army hammer should have been Batman diatribe. I mean, he, he should be Batman. That's but literally the only thing I tweet about. Is. Yeah, I know. I retweeted your tweet earlier. <laughs> Army <laughs> Hammer and Henry Cavill gifts from Man from Uncle. How about you, Desiree? I mean, I know that you are a you. You quite you actually enjoyed Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman. What 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 was your initial reaction to Henry no longer being Superman potentially? I mean, I kind of until it comes from him or his agent. Like, I don't believe it because like I remember when reports were coming out from a bunch of different news sources that like James Wan was leaving Aquaman. And then James Wan just posted a picture of, like, himself leaning against a gigantic Aquaman poster. (laughs) You know, so, like, I don't want to sound like a tin hat conspiracy theorist, but sometimes I wonder if, like, these sources just say this stuff to, like, you know, get lots of hits because it works for both sides. Like, Marvel fans get all hype because it's, like, fanning the flame war between Marvel and DC, which is stupid. Um, And then DC fans get hype because they come to defend, like, their territory. So everybody's hype and everybody's talking. Mm -hmm. You know, the screenwriter, Zach Stentz, who wrote uh, X-Men First Class and the the first Thor movie, and he was a really cool guy, uh, he was actually tweeting out uh, when the news broke that this is basically Warner Brothers and Henry Cavill's team negotiating via Twitter because (laughs) by leaking a story like that and then having the response that that you see from them, it is basically, you know contract negotiations just in public view uh speaking of james wan's response Brittany, you had mentioned that uh you follow henry on instagram and he had a very interesting take on the news yeah he posted a video and he's wearing a shirt that says krypton uh lifting team and he's slowly rising an action figure of himself as superman <laughs> so with, I think, the, like, caption of, like, today has been interesting yeah. or fun or things. So, like you said, they could be just be putting out 
that they're negotiating stuff and trying to see how people are reacting. But there's a lot of people who, I don't know if you've seen this, who are saying that he should actually be Captain Britain for um, the MCU. So, I don't know. Yeah. That's, what know. That's quite a come down yeah. from Superman. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, like, I... I wouldn't want to go from Superman, who's, like, one of the most iconic comic book characters ever. Like, the movies are not. You know, he just is. Yeah. And then to go to yeah. Captain Britain, like, eh. Yeah, it's a bit I of feel a like that's down. just people throwing him into the MCU for a reason. <laughs> They're just like, the MCU is automatically better. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. Infinity War was had its issues. But we're not going to talk about that because Desiree doesn't want to get Twitter hate. Yeah. And um, this, is not, this, is the Mar- this is not the Marvel podcast. <laughs> uh, you know, and I will say that I think... It's one thing if he was leaving to be James Bond, right? Like at least that's at, at the very least a lateral move. It, but to go from <laughs> go from Superman to Captain Britain, no, no shade to Captain Britain, but nobody cares about Captain Britain. <laughs> I mean, also like I hope that he gets his, another Superman movie. Like Man of Steel, yeah, I liked aspects of it, you know, but I would like another Superman movie that you know was really about like him and like Lois Lane and something. You know, maybe something about Krypton, like him gaining, regaining like his Kryptonian identity or something like that. Or meeting Supergirl, because the prequel comics for Man of Steel have this whole story, and mm-hmm. it's all about Kara. Like, that stuff would be really cool. Like, there's still so much to explore with that character. And it's um, interesting that the THR report kind of pointed to the development of a Supergirl movie being one of the reasons. And I don't know, there was something fishy about that report, too, because they were like, in a Supergirl movie, kal would be an infant, and so, therefore, Henry Cavill would not be involved. And I'm like, well, have you not read a Supergirl comic? Because <laughs> kal is an infant for, like, two seconds, and then the thrust of any Supergirl story is that she's still a teenager, but Superman is now an adult, so, like, you could totally still have Henry be Superman in that. But, yeah, I mean, I, I am the first to admit I've not been a fan of the DCEU, that said, I have always been a fan of Henry Cavill. You know, first of all, everyone knows Tom Welling is my Superman. And it, it takes a lot for me to choose another modern actor <laughs> to represent Superman. You know, Christopher Reeve gets a pass, of course, but to, to supplant Tom Welling as my Superman. And, I, and Henry actually did that. I, I, what I really enjoy about Henry is that I've never appreciated him as Superman in any of his Superman movies. But to your point earlier, in man from uncle he's so great he's so charismatic he's amazing in the mission impossible movie uh where he cocks his gun arms and became a meme this year because of it and and it's such a shame that you never got to see that guy or that guy on instagram the guy who you know jokes around at comic cons and you know posts videos of himself like teasing fellow actors <laughs> like the kind of fun and humor and charisma of a superman but he just never got to portray that on screen and the one th- i tweeted out the the biggest crime against henry cavill in the dc eu is that his hair naturally has an s curl just like naturally if you see pictures of him on the red carpet his hair just naturally falls into an s shape and they slick back his hair in every movie it's so frustrating <laughs> like Everything that's so Superman about Henry Cavill, they just, like, tamped down and crushed into a tiny, tiny ball. It's so sad. <laughs> yeah, um, like, it would just, it would be a real shame, I think, if, if he left, because he is. Like, he, I think he has a lot of the Superman qualities. Like, I think he's a good actor, you know. And I, like, Man of Steel was his, like, angsty period, all right? <laughs> now, that was your, your emo phase, and now you, you grow up. 
and you enter like the phase where you're like an adult and you deal with things and you're Wait, happier. You leave emo phase? You actually left your emo phase? <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, we're, I we're not also losing the fallout like, boy. Like trip pants a while back. <laughs> I'm still an emo kid. I'm saying Fall Out Boy on the 20th. Of course you are. <laughs> 7th in Vegas. I'm literally going out of state for Fall Out Boy. So. so part of the rumor, too, in the story is that Warner Brothers was considering giving the role to Michael B. Jordan. And predictably, <laughs> racist Twitter went crazy about that. And to be completely fair, I feel like Michael B. Jordan's too big a star to be Superman. I feel like that's just something yeah. that Warner Brothers are just kind of throwing out there as a as a trial balloon. That said, if it's true that Henry leaves the franchise, which actor would you like to see replace Henry Cavill as Superman in the movie universe? If anyone. Or should I'm we just not do Superman movies for a while? Or, I mean, maybe not do Superman movies for a while, but <laughs> I think I would like to see, actually, I can't think of anyone, like off the top of my head right now but i would like to see probably a man of color in general Mm -hmm. whether he's black latino asian to play superman i think that would be interesting take on it because that would kind of in a way maybe freshen up the character just a little bit i saw someone suggest that uh like a latino actor play him to kind of connect and make um the whole immigrant metaphor about superman a little more modernized and i liked that idea like i saw a lot of people suggesting like oscar isaac I wonder if he's too short. Yeah, he'd be good if he wasn't <laughs> four feet tall. short. Yeah. Like, no offense, Desiree. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it's true. <laughs> um, you know, so for Michael B. Jordan, like, I think he'd make a great, like, Val Zod, who was Superman mm-hmm. of Earth 2, you know? And I think bringing in Earth 2 to the DCEU would be really interesting, you know? And then you could do, like, Power Girl. And stuff. I mean, I know she was Earth One for a little bit, but she's always been Earth. So, like, that's always been her home. So, but yeah, if you were gonna bring in Michael B. Jordan, like, give him his own character. You know, mm-hmm. like, I don't. I wouldn't want him to follow in somebody else's footsteps. Like, he's too big and he's too talented. Like, give him like his own big name character from the DC. Like, yeah. there's so many characters, and he could easily like pretty much anyone. Like, can. Well, no, no. Green Lanterns. I don't like Green Lanterns. I don't want him in a Green Lantern. Yeah, we don't, movie. We don't He's need too good for that. Lantern. A couple of people in my mentions uh, threw out the name Henry Golding, who plays Nick Young in the <laughs> Crazy Rich Asians movie. I and, love that movie, by the way. Yeah, so I could see that. I, could, I mean, he's got to put some bulk on, but, uh, you know, he's, he's British and named Henry, so. <laughs> if, if you blink and you won't even realize it's not Henry Cavill anymore, so. <laughs> But, you know, this does pave the way for, yeah, I mentioned Smallville earlier, and this is a shout-out to Nick Lang. This does pave the way for a potential Smallville movie now. <laughs> Get Tom Welling and I, Erica Durant back in the saddle. And Michael Rosenbaum to shove his that. head. Uh, there wouldn't be a Chloe anymore. But no, when we won't talk about that. <laughs> this Again, a PG, little, this is a PG podcast. Uh, well... You know, that's going to be it for DC TV Classics. I hope you guys out there listening didn't miss us too hard. Uh, we're going to try to be more regular in our posting going forward. In the meantime, Brittany, how can people find you on the interwebs? You can find me on Twitter at HiBrittanyMonet. Um, I also sometimes write for the nerdsofcolor.org and for the Marvel Report. And I also host another podcast on this 
podcast network, uh, the Black Lightning Podcast, and you can follow us on Twitter at BL underscore podcast. Awesome. Desiree? Uh, folks can find me on Twitter at Boricua Desiree, or you can go to my website, which is latinasmediamusings.com, um, and all my social handles will be on there. I've been Keith Chow. Follow me on Twitter at the real Chow, the underscore real underscore Chow. And at the Nerds of Color, go to hardknockmedia.com. You can find this podcast and all of the Hard Knock podcasts together. And go to dctvpodcast.com to find all of our sister DCTV podcasts. Uh, please rate and review on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Leave a comment. Tell us how much you missed us. And we greatly appreciate it. Thank you for coming back to DCTV Classics. Until next time, same pod time. Same pod channel.